Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Reader, hello. I hope you're all caught up on our adventures because we've got all new adventures and music coming your way really soon. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you're the first to know when we post new episodes. Today, we're so excited to introduce author John Stahl as part of our author interview series. If you've listened to our dragon adventure, you've already heard a lot about his hilarious picture book, Dragons Eat Noodles, on Tuesdays. Be sure to listen and submit your own story ideas based on this adventure to us at... Talk back at readingbugadventures.com, and we'll publish them on our website. Before we meet John, I wanted to let you know that today's author visit is brought to you by Reading Bug Box, our perfectly personalized subscription box service. Every box includes a unique selection of books and extras that are unique to each child's age and interests. Visit readingbugbox.com, and be sure to let us know upon sign-up that you're a podcast fan. The Reading Bug and I will be sure to write you a special note in your first box. That's right! You can also learn all about us and our independent bookstore in California by visiting thereadingbug.com. Okay, reader. Reading bug? Let's fly. It's time for a Reading Bug author visit. Hello, everyone. I'm here today with author and filmmaker John Stahl, whose picture book Dragons Eat Noodles on Tuesdays has become a reading bug favorite. It sure has. We liked it so much that we wrote a reading bug adventure story featuring in the book. Um, John, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. So you've been a big supporter of our story podcast, so it's exciting to get you in here as an author. My whole family, we are all big fans of the show, so we are honored and thrilled to be taking part. We were really excited to do a dragon episode and um, had lots of inspiration from your book. There's even, spoiler alert, a monster (gasps) in the dragon episode. Couple. Couple. That's true. So this is your first picture book, and um, like our Reading Bug family and all of, uh, we wear many different hats. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about all the things that you do and how you got to here? Well, I I guess I started out actually. I, I I do a I wear a few different hats. So I've been an elementary school teacher for many years. Um, and I've been a filmmaker and a screenwriter. And I actually started out trying to make it in film and trying to be this big film director and, and screenwriter. And that's, that's a for anyone who's ever tried that. It's, it's amazing, but it's very, very challenging and very tough. Um, and when that f- 
didn't happen quickly. I said, you know what? I've always loved working with children. I always loved elementary school um, when I was a kid. So I said, you know what? I think I'm going to become a teacher. And I did. And I loved being a teacher. And what was great about being a teacher, even though it's a very, very difficult job, everybody hug, hug, hug your teachers. They are the best. Um, it's very hard being a teacher. But what it does do, it, it gave me my summers free. So every summer, I would just write, write, write. And I'd work on things. And I'd write books and I'd write more screenplays and I'd try to do various creative things. Um, and so I started to write more children's picture books and I tried to get them published and that also was very challenging. Try, 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 send them out, send them out. I kept getting rejected, 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 which is the nature of writing and the nature of the business. It's very hard to get a book published. I finally sketched a book. I am not an illustrator, but I did my best and, and uh, sketched a rough version of, of what became Dragons Eat Noodles on Tuesdays. And I submitted that to a literary agent, which is somebody who helps you sell a book to a book publisher. And that worked. That They could see what I was doing because I was only writing the words, which is what someone who's only an author normally does. But in this case, I said, well, this isn't working. Let me try drawing the pictures. The pictures worked. It get, got my idea to be seen and understood. And voila, long story short, the book came out. Mm-hmm. We hired a we we got a, a really talented illustrator Teague Bentley who's done a bunch of his own books which are are fantastic please look him up um, and he did a great job doing the illustrations and together he I and once the book got sold our book uh, editor Diane Hess at Scholastic we all collaborated uh, along with an art director there um, and we put the book together and it was a couple years worth of, of really hard work and and uh, I'm very happy with the end result yeah it's a really fun book and um, you know we uh, we use it. At story time all the time now and we love doing the different voices which is really fun well it's funny I, I'm gonna be telling uh, I'm here for a, a live book event and I'll be telling the kids who show up uh, in person but I will give the uh, the podcast listeners a, a little sense as a first grade teacher I would often whenever there was a little bit of downtime or we were transitioning from one thing to another uh, to help the kids kind of focus or or I don't know just to have some fun or, or to hammer home some little lesson I would raise my hands. And if you can imagine sock puppets on your hands without the socks, and I would just sort of have my hands be puppets and talk to each other and do a little banter. And they'd always end up sort of in a silly argument. And the kids just loved it. Every time it would just be some silly argument. And at the end, one hand would eat the other. It would every time I would just eat the other gulp and then he'd burp. And that led to, I was like, oh my gosh, these kids would just love the the bantering and the eating that I kind of said, I think if I write a book version of my puppet shows, It would work. And sure enough, essentially, my book, you know, it's a little bit more nuanced, but it's characters kind of arguing with each other about the story. And then the story went from there, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's so much fun. To, to, and I love the the big illustrations are great. And uh, Teak's artwork is really fun with the um, with his big, big, bright illustrations and the giant monster and the giant dragon. And what's great is, you know, you write something. And like I said, I, I, I crudely um, illustrated my stuff. But when you put it in the hands of, of a really talented artist and illustrator and they take it in directions that you weren't even, you know, prepared for or you couldn't even imagine, it really is. It's, it's wonderful to collaborate on things, whether it's film, whether it's a book. Um, whether it's teaching. And, and uh, you know, it's so great when other people jump in and, and put their creative minds behind things and, and, you know, make it go places you never even dreamed. 
Yeah, with this book, so did you see um, a lot of change from where you started writing to when those illustrations came in, and did you change things because of the illustrations? You know, that uh, a little bit. I, I do want to say that that my original, and I can't wait to show everyone my first sketchbook, yeah. my original vision um, is pretty largely intact. I feel really good about that. I mean, I, I you know, Teague really, you know, he brought out things and, and, and just made it blossom, mm-hmm. but the actual sort of basic look of it and the basic story is 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 intact so mm-hmm. so yes and no i'm very proud of of my original vision and it kind of stayed true from the nugget to what it grew into but yeah. teague just made it pop yeah let's put it that yeah. way do you have other books in the works right i now? have tons it's 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 such a challenging world i i was under the assumption that once you had a fir- your first book published it was all smooth sailing after that not so much and it's not mm-hmm. i am basically back to pitching i've written Many other books. Uh, I've sketched out a few. I have, I'd say, I want to estimate 12 to 15 other books that I've written that are ready to go, and I am seeking a home for them. Mm-hmm. So if anyone out there is is listening who is in the publishing world, I, I am going about my end of things trying to find uh, homes for these books. But if you want to contact me, go to my website. Yeah. And please do, because it is. It's a hard It's a hard world even when you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's funny, you guys. I mean, seriously. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, that's really important in children's literature, too. I mean, I think, you know, we have our subscription box service, Reading Bug Box, and we ship to all 50 states. And um, what we hear the most in the feedback is my kids will only sit for funny books, or they really love funny books the most. Yeah, you know, it, it, as a, and now I'm a parent of a, a four-and-a-half-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and so we consume books uh, constantly. And it is. It's interesting. I mean, I, I, I think I typically prefer and, and, and uh, lean towards the, the more humorous, funny books. But, you know, there's something to be said for a, a beautifully written, more quiet or, or serious book. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm always amazed by that. I, that's not typically what I write. I've written a few, actually, that I've, I've pitched around. And, and uh, I think I'm more successful with the funny ones. And, and I personally enjoy, you know, laughing along with my, my children or my students when I'm reading. But look, a good, a good, serious, beautiful, quiet picture book is equally as powerful as you know. Yeah. So the way I look at a picture book, I look at a picture book as a performance. Yeah. And um, so I come from a musical theater background. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? I'm, you do? What? Shocker. Uh, you know. So, um, but, you know, in that back, I, I was actually amazed at how all of these things mesh together, literature and, um, you know, script writing and and books and film. And so, you know, you started in film. Mm-hmm. And how did that, I mean, how does that influence the way you write or see the way you write a picture book? You know, that's a great question. I I, I think um, I'm, I'm also working on my first sort of, um, I'd say, middle grade novel, mm-hmm. you know, maybe third to fifth grade novel. And I think my biggest strength has always been dialogue. I can just picture I, in film, whenever I was watching a, a movie as a kid, Star Wars or what, what it what have you? I was always really good at at recreating the lines, and I'd be talking about the the movie with friends, and I would quote some line, and I would always get the cadence right. Um, I just could hear lines of dialogue in my head, and 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 that's always been my biggest strength. So so I don't know something about writing people speaking, and and several of my books, as I mentioned, are not the, many. I have say da 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 da. He said da 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 da. She questioned but a lot of them are just talking without any and like bubbles and that's hard to pitch to somebody because when you have two characters as as dragons eat noodles on tuesdays is it's largely characters just talking without a narrator 
intervening. Much like if any of you know the, the Elephant and Piggy series by Mo Willems, which are amazing, it's just Gerald and Piggy talking. There's no narrator guiding the story. And so that's always been my, you know, and in film, you, you rarely have narration. You, you do in a screenplay when you're reading it, you have the actions broken down. But on, on, on the screen, you just hear the characters talking or you see you know, movement, but you don't actually hear somebody describing it. Right. So I, I guess that's sort of the, you know, the, ma the marriage for me between film and my, my writing is often the dialogue mm -hmm. ties them all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to um, it's 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 hard for uh, reading aloud if you don't have something pretty succinct with just the two characters. Yeah. When there's more than that many bubbles, we actually find it very hard to read to the kids because you have to point to different things, and that's why Mo Willems' books work so well, and that's why actually Dragons Eat Noodles on Tuesdays works well because it's those two characters just talking together, and you can easily get those two different voices, and the kids can understand. And you know, several um, for those of you who don't know, there's a, a, a the most famous award in in picture books is called the Caldecott Honor, mm -hmm. um, the Caldecott Medal. And it's it's for the best illustrated book of the year. And several of them, um, justifiably so, have won for picture books that have no words yes. and are just illustrations. And every time I come across one of those, I'm, all, I'm both amazed at the craft, and I think that they do a beautiful job, of wh whatever book it is, of telling the story. But at the same time, whenever I'm reading them with my kids, there's something about it where it's harder for me to do it because you just sort of touch each picture and, and explain what's going on and you end up doing some of the narration yourself and yeah. you're probably not doing as good a job as the, the author, author intended. intended. Mm -hmm. and, and those are meant to just sort of sit there and, and the person to look at them. But when your child is two or three, it's hard for them to necessarily do that. Yeah. So those books, I've, I've always been like, oh, wow, that's wonderful. I can't do that. On the other hand, I'm like, eh, I, sometimes having the dialogue helps mm -hmm. me, you know, be able to, like you say, perform and read. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, you are a stay-at-home dad, which is so cool, and um, you're also working on all these projects at the same time. And for the parents out there, mm -hmm. how do we balance that? Yeah, it is. You know, uh, gosh, that's a that's a that's a question. I wish I had a simple answer for. I, I, my my life, I think, is pretty unique, and I, I do. I'm 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 largely a stay stay-at-home dad. I I work on my writing. Um, I also work actually twice a week uh, in an elementary school in, in Oakland working with kids one-on-one -on -one in their reading. Um, to answer your question, I don't quite have an answer. Everyone's life is so unique to them. How do we find the balance? The, ba uh, the balance if you're a parent is <sighs> prioritize your children as much as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone has kids and, and it's such a challenge um, staying calm and focused when there's Oh, arguing between siblings or this and that, or they're not putting their shoes on when you've asked them to because you're running late for school. Um, it's hard. So find some way to stay serene and calm. And I will say this, please, uh, this comes from, this is my prescription to you as a, as a certified elementary school teacher. Please, please, please keep your kids off devices as much as you can. Mm -hmm. I will say that much. Mm -hmm. And do the same yourselves. I am as guilty as the next person of looking at my phone throughout the day and I'm always aware of I shouldn't be doing it I shouldn't be doing it well I will tell you this your kids should not be on devices I'm gonna hate to be so preachy but it is bad for their brains it is yeah. bad for their imaginations and their creativity mm -hmm. podcasts are actually the one uh, exception we, yeah. we we do not watch tv with our kids but we do listen to podcasts mm -hmm. because your brains fill in all the work yeah. um so no devices parents or at least as, as minimally as you can yeah yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's a lot out there. So uh, a couple of 
maybe easy questions, maybe hard questions mm-hmm. for you. Do you have a favorite children's book? Um, you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think I have a favorite children's picture book and then an author of novels. Mm-hmm. My favorite children's picture book, I think, is one called Yo, Yes, oh, which yeah. um, I just I love the simplicity of it. If any of you don't know it, it's it's called Yo Yes, and it's by Chris. I think his last name is Roshka, is how you yeah, pronounce Chris it. Yeah, Chris Roshka, yep. And uh, he's the author-illustrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm very envious of that. Um, and it won, I believe, the Caldecott Honor. I think it was a runner-up that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, a, a simple story of these two boys. One boy is lonely, and another boy meets him. And between simple words like yo and yes and who and me, they become friends. One of them says, I'll be your friend, and the other is very wary and nervous, and then in the end, they become friends. It's so sweet, it's so simple, it's so short, and it and it does, and it's so wonderfully illustrated. Um, I love Yo Yes, and then Roald Dahl has always been mm-hmm. both my favorite to, to read to myself, and but largely to read out loud. Whenever I was a, a fourth grade and a first grade teacher, I would read Roald Dahl books to my students. And that was always my favorite thing to do to my students all the time was just read to them, read mm-hmm. whatever I could. And Roald Dahl's books just pop being read aloud. They, yeah. uh, you know, his, he does such a, speaking of dialogue, nobody writes more fun, funny, silly, scrum diddly umptious dialogue. I mean, mm-hmm. just that word right there. I mean, he, I assume he invented that word. I think so, yeah. And just that word alone, you know, when you, when, when you read it in your mind, on, uh, you see it on the page, it's funny, but when you say that out loud, try it together with me, everyone. Scrum diddly umptious. It just, it crackles in your mouth. And scrum diddly umptious. There you go. Well, I bet if you say it 10 times fast, it's really <laughs> I'm hard. I'm not going to try that one. <laughs> Too early in the morning yeah, for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've been reading Matilda at home, and I, uh, my, my daughter loves Matilda. Uh-huh. So um, easy questions, I think, uh, from, uh, you might get from students. I okay. know you probably get these all the time. What's your favorite color? Uh, orange. Uh, I, I, I have a son who's got orange hair and I had deep, bright orange hair as a kid. It's, it's, it's faded into kind of a brownish now and I'm mostly bald, so it's mostly gone, but I was a, I was a big orange haired kid, so I'll say orange. (laughs) What's your favorite food? Uh, fresh out of the oven chocolate chip cookies. What's your least favorite food? Uh, um, fennel. Mm, that's a that's a good one. I don't like but black licorice and fennel has that sort of black licorice flavor. Yeah, yes. I'm not a fan. Smells interesting though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Um, gosh, you know, if, if for those who are fans of sushi, it's not that weird. But when you actually stop and think about the consistency and the fact they're eating those big poppy eggs that that squirt in your mouth, uh, mm-hmm. the roe. That's probably the weirdest stuff. I'm not a huge weird food eater, so I will say a big squishy salmon roe. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for noodles for one of these. That's why uh, I was just checking. Well, it's certainly not the weirdest. Not noodles weird. is, is somewhat no. common. Could be your favorite, though. Yes, that's yes. that's possible. It's my children's favorite for sure. There you go. A Everybody lot of kids out there, yes. of course. Come on, noodles. Exactly. <laughs> well, now, no, let me let me actually just say this. Yes. Speaking of funny things to say out loud, when I was choosing something, I I don't remember the genesis of it, but I remember when I had to choose that the dragons eat something. Noodles just instantly came to me because they're funny. It's a funny sounding word. And it's not, if I had chosen pasta, which is similar, dragons eat pasta and not as funny as noodles. It's true. Why noodles, the word is funny, I don't know, but it's funny. It is a funny word. Look it up. It's a fact. It's funny. I agree. I agree. So if you had one bit of advice, I mean, because you work with kids all the time who want to be writers, what what have you told them before? What would that advice be? Yeah, it would just be um, do, write, try, practice, keep a journal, 
you know, I did not do much. I loved writing as a kid, but I never really did it. Whenever we had an assignment in school, I remember when it would be um, uh, fiction writing, when it wasn't uh, something that we had to write a report, which was research and reading and you know that's fine. There, there's wonderful. Uh, there's a genre of of reading as as I'm sure of books as, as I'm sure many of your readers know called nonfiction. Great, valid, totally. You know, as an adult, it's 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 the majority of what I do is read newspapers and other things. But as a kid, you know, it's not as fun to to write a report as it is to children make up a story of an adventure. Da, 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 as, as your podcast is all about adventures, mm-hmm. um, and I would love it, but I rarely did it on my own because I never knew how to end my stories, and I would get caught in the middle of like a, a crazy spy adventure and then I would have no idea how to end them so I would get stuck and I did I think it 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 hampered my trying so much Mm -hmm. so as an adult when I had more of a writing muscle and and more I don't know you know sophistication I gravitated towards writing um so my advice would be write 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 I have a, a niece who's 12 now and she is such an amazing writer at 10 11 and 12 way farther along than I was. I mean, she's not the writer I am today, but she's not far behind. Yeah. And she's 12. Yeah. So my advice would be write. Mm-hmm. Again, get off the devices, mm-hmm. pick up a pen and paper or a pencil. And if you need to use your computer to clickety-clack, go for that too. Write, write, write. If you are if you ha- uh, like to draw, draw. Do whatever you can to get your creative. Now, if it's something else, if you're a chef, if you like to sew, if you like to do something yeah. creative, whatever your thing is, try it out. Maybe you don't know what it is yet. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's design. Maybe it's Legos for those people who do those things. Do it. Do, do, do. And maybe it's changing paths, too. I mean, like you started in film and then you moved over to books. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is something, you know, even for the grownups out there. I mean, I'm I'm 45 and and I think I've switched sort of aims and fields and careers several times, you know, from my mid-20s up until even now. I mean, right now, I, I still feel like I have other things I'd like to do. I mean, you know, film and, and writing are my main pushes, but I actually have thoughts of trying to to learn how to to draw mm-hmm. more. I mean, I can you know I can do some sketches, but it's something that I I I, I like to try to challenge myself. I yeah. don't do it as much as I would like that I do it, but I try. Yeah. I try to try. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm. Well, you can buy Dragons Eat Noodles on Tuesdays at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore, and you can hear more about John's book on our dragon adventure of Reading Bug Adventures. Oh, I'm so soon. excited to hear it. <laughs> it'll be so much fun, and we actually encourage kids to write their own stories um, during this. Yeah, during this adventure, I think maybe maybe it'll inspire you too to write more stories for us, so that we can we can read them in our daily story times. I would bug. love to. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, John Stahl, and we will see you soon. Thanks, Lauren. Bye, readers. Write it all down or tell
for listening to our Reading Bug Author Visit series. We'll be back with all new story adventures later this spring. So be sure to submit your story ideas to us at talkback at readingbugadventures.com. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California. We are passionate about engaging, entertaining, and educating children with an emphasis on creating personal connections with kids. Please consider supporting us and our podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Shop for millions of books at thereadingbug.com or subscribe to readingbugbox.com for perfectly personalized books delivered to your doorstep every month. Thanks for listening. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.